Okay, I've never done this before where I've recorded a podcast and been cut off and now I'm going to finish this up in a really quick part two podcast. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so I was about to say that we have a expression in Al-Anon that has taken me like six years to really wrap my mind around. And it's that as Al-Anons, we will find contentment whether the alcoholic is drinking or not. And over the years hearing that, I'm like, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. You are telling me that if there is an alcoholic in my life, like my father, I'm supposed to find contentment in my life whether or not he's drinking, whether or not he gets recovery? No, that's... He, alcoholics like him are such a nightmare. And if they're part of my life, there is no way. He made my life miserable. He was a nightmare. And you're telling me that I should be able to find happiness, contentment, peace, joy, serenity? What? I finally get that now, and it's really taken a long time with my sponsor drilling that into my head. And I've really translated that to so many areas of my life. Like it's that fill in the blank part of recovery that I love, where you can pull words out and then stick words in to fit the scenario that you're in. And during this, like, last month, last year, last two weeks. I mean, we are all in it. I don't know what your journey is right now. I don't know if you've had a week from hell, a month from hell, what traumas are happening in your life. I'm sending so much love to you. And this is life on life's terms, which I talked about in the previous podcast, our last, last talk that we just had. Can I find contentment? Can I find peace and serenity and consistency and just with my weight loss journey? Whatever life throws at me, life on life's terms. Can I weather that storm and have a commitment to myself, a pact with myself that I will weather the storm and come out on the other side and I, through it all, can find the footing of my weight loss journey, the footing of my maintenance, the footing of my health, whether life is crazy or not. Because life's craziness has driven me to eat. That is my form of comfort. I go to the kitchen, I pull food out, and I stuff my face. And that is how I, I numb. That is how I have denial. That is how I get out of my body. Food does that for me. Can I choose my weight loss journey or choose my health journey no matter what is going on in my life? It might look a little bit different. Like I told you, I wasn't tracking, which I'm hoping that the next time around I can be consistent with that. That I wasn't weighing myself, that I limited, I didn't walk. You know, there's are going to be some things on life on life's terms 
that I need to be flexible? Am I setting myself up for unreasonable success? And I always advocate going back to the spectrum. You know, I have my food flavor spectrum. You know, if it's, we talk about the cardboard scale, like if it's food that I want to binge versus like it's a knockoff food that maybe is like a healthy version of a food that I want to binge, but it kind of tastes like cardboard, but I kind of still like it. That's kind of the window of the sweet spot I want to be in. The same can be said for my weight loss journey. Am I trying to achieve perfectionist like every day under my points, Run it, running every day, plus the gym, plus, I mean, am I setting myself up for a perfectionist mindset or am I taking my weight loss journey super slow and steady, really conscientious and mindful every second of the day of my limits and what I can handle? You know, what I handled with my weight loss journey when I first started is very different than today. I have a lot more strength and conviction now where I can have enlightened ice cream in my house and it can sit in the freezer and I'm not binging it. Like I can um, get rid of goldfish out the door of my house and not miss them because I know I was leaning on them as a crutch and I have the strength to be like, no more goldfish. That's very different when at the beginning of my weight loss journey, I needed those stinking goldfish to get me through the day, that four points. So depending on where I am in my journey, what spectrum am I at that is not pushing perfectionist and is falling somewhere in the middle that I can maintain consistency and that no matter what life throws at me, if I just kind of like hunker down and stay in that window and get weather that storm and then keep showing up one day at a time, dusting myself off like I'm going to do. Today I did it little by little. I'm slowly pulling myself out of that darkness that I've been in. You know, I didn't go on a walk today, but I went to the ranch. I worked around the ranch. I walked around a ton there. I built furniture. I, I made... Um, I had my hard-boiled egg today as a snack. Um, I had, I made my chicken dish with my canned chicken, zero points, salsa, and corn. I made chicken again for dinner. Um, My partner had potato salad with his, but I just made the choice. I'm like, I don't need the potato salad. I had my Bolt House Ranch with my beets and my cucumbers with my chicken. I... I'm not tracking points yet, but I'm slowly easing back into this kind of dark mode I had. (laughs) And I know I will get back there. I trust I will get back there. And I'm not drill sergeanting myself and beating myself up. But I am also, this is the balance. On one end of the spectrum is my drill sergeant that's mean and nasty and hurts my feelings and belittles me and wants to make me believe that I'm not strong enough, that I I give up, that I self-sabotage, that I look in the mirror and I see something different than the reality. Like that's that end of the spectrum. And then I also amp up the self-parent voice. And the self-parent voice reminds me of my accomplishments, but also comes in with a little tough love and boundaries, not like the drill sergeant. But it's just like, Sheila, it's okay. 
you had this window of this dark time and you, you've been through a lot. Okay, I love you. I feel you. You're allowed to have this window of time. But we also have boundaries. And that boundary is we have made a decision. We, we want to be healthy. We are going to go back to our consistent habits. You've had enough time to wallow and be in the sadness and the pain. I love you very much, but get it together. I mean, like then that self-parent voice comes in and is like, you can do this. You, ha- you are going to do this. I believe in you. Get your act together here. You can make this happen. Um, and that's the piece that I've been missing. In all my other weight loss journeys, it's a drill sergeant. And then I just am like, I can't listen to you anymore. I'm done. But now this inner loving boundary parent voice is coming in more and, and just kind of like holding me up in this like beautiful container of like groundedness, of like longevity, of strength, of, of rational thinking. <laughs> Thank goodness. Um, and so that's my plan. Shoot, there was one other thing I was going to tell you. Um, and so I move on. And so I move on and I am onward. Um, and I don't dwell on the past. I'm not going to dwell on this. I'm going to just try to focus on what I have control over. Shoot. I know as soon as I hang this up, I'm going to remember and then be so bummed that I forgot. Anyways, um, that's what I wanted to end the last podcast before it cut me off because I think that is such a critical piece. Um, Oh, it almost came back to me. See, my brain is still a little bit like funky right now. (laughs) It was something about the ER and the doctor. Shoot. What was it? Oh, I remembered, you guys. I remembered. Praise my brain. I was so pleased when I stepped on the scale So when I got into the emergency room, um, they did a quick little check-in and then it was the five-hour wait. But in the quick little check-in, they weigh you, they take your blood pressure. Um, Of course, my blood pressure was off the charts and it was alarming, but I told them, I'm like white coat syndrome. I'm panicked to be here. I don't want to be here. I'm very honest. I'm like, I don't want to be here. He's like, it's okay. This happens all the time. But it was such a joy to step on the scale and to see the number on the scale And, um, when I was, um, they did my vitals at the very end when I had calmed down after I got my stitches and all of that. And the nurse was so sweet. And he was, I was like, is it okay? Did I pass like in my blood pressure, my oxygen? He's like, you are golden. He's like, you are better than golden. Like you are, your vitals are healthy. And I was just so grateful for that. And I just have to tell you that through the fall, through the chin thing, through it all, I have so much love for my body and I'm just like, body, I am trying so hard to give you the life that you deserve. I am trying so hard to lessen the load on my knees. Like one of the things that I was so bummed about is my chin took the fall and then my left knee has this huge bruise on it and just so beaten up. And my knees 
have had issues. Like my knees have caused, I have pain in my knees. Um, I, I've been worried about my knees, but ever since I've lost my 40 pounds, I haven't had any twinges in my knee. And so I was so devastated when I saw that I hit, I hit that one knee with a lot of force, but I was like, okay, but I'm, I've taken 40 pounds off those knees and they're going to be strong and we'll get through this. And I just can't tell you, and I'm sure you've been through this too, like being in the emergency room and knowing I've lost 40 pounds and all that I went through in this experience. I'm like, it's work. It's worth it. If I work it, it's worth it. This, this gift of health, this gift of being lighter in my joints and being better in my heart and my lungs and my eating habits and all the vegetables I'm eating and the whole grains I'm eating, like, I think that gave me some solace and some confidence in the depths of my anxiety when I was in that emergency room. And it was such a gift that I gave to myself. And it's it's making me want to keep fighting this, like keep fighting this and having choosing recovery. So that's really sorry. the oh I couldn't hear what you okay. said. I'm sorry, Siri. I'm sorry, friends. We're at 13 minutes. How funny this little part two is. But I love you so much. I don't know. I hope my story if you made it this far, I hope something resonated with you. This weight loss journey is not a walk in the park and I'm not going to come on here and always be a cheerleader and be like, yes, I'm going to say like, we got this, but I'm going to be like, I fell hard, literally and figuratively. I almost walked away from my weight loss journey. I, I was so dark in a dark place and I felt like I was, it was slipping through my fingers like I, I like quicksand, I could not grasp my weight loss journey. And I'm here to tell you that with each other and the support that we have, we can do hard things, as Glennon Doyle says in Untamed. We can do hard things. We can do hard things. I love you so much. I love, 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 stinking love you. You I don't know. Some of you, I have your faces in my mind because you're in SJBFFs or you've messaged me in, in Instagram. You were with me in that emergency room. You were with me. I took all of your stinking buns into that room with me and your energy was around me. I swear. I was like, I've got to do this. I have got to be strong. I have got to show up. I've got to get through my fears. If I can get through my fears, as silly as they may be to whoever, then my, my women, we can do this. We can do this. We can do this. I love you. Bye.